0: what's going on you're listening to I am shatoria where I'm your host the one and only shatoria Christian we are still talking about a couple of things um in the love factor the self love for sure and so today is our outro to self love and today guest is actually me but I am not interviewing I'm not going to like um somebody else is coming to interview me so you've already heard her podcast Um, About her self love. Um, She was episode four, Um, excuse me, episode five. So you already heard her podcast. You heard everything she had to say about her self love. So today we're going to turn the wheels over where she is going to be actually interviewing me about self love. So let's um, give a round of applause and welcome back out of Texas, Miss Brandaria. As y'all know, I call her Brand. So hi, sis. (laughs)
1: Hey sis, I'm back and I'm ready, honey.
0: Ready? So yeah, we're gonna turn tables this time where you're the host.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, girl, this is the girl. You
0: better get ready. <laughs> so I went over here like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and close this out about um, self love, and this time we're gonna turn the wheels and we're gonna talk about me. It says I'm gonna ask everybody else. I might as well
1: go ahead and put myself out there. Right. Let let these people know.
0: Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. Let's let's get started.
1: Okay, so my first question to you is, what is your definition of self-love?
0: So my definition of self-love is, <laughs> oh God, that's a good question. Um, I think after hearing all of you guys, I still haven't really came up with my own. Um, however, though, in my heart, I felt like self-love is something that you find within, you find something about you that um, assumes your being, it showcases uh, who you are and what you are without worrying about what the next person has to say, worrying about what others desire. Um, Mm -hmm. Self-love is one of those things to where just like how you love a being, it's the Mm -hmm. same type of love that you give yourself.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: It's, it's one of those things uh i feel like it takes your breath away and yeah takes your breath away okay
1: okay i like that i like that and and i like the fact that you highlighted it. it's something that that takes your breath away because like i said on my interview it's like self-love when you've first know what it is and you feel it you're like oh my god this is amazing like yeah. it, it's it's a feeling that no one else can give you but you yeah that's true yeah i'm almost
0: like oh self-love Ooh, breathtaking yeah it is it it takes my breath away to so just be in love with myself
1: absolutely so i, I and i guess this is a um well we're we, we getting real of course we're getting really real um Let's talk about a moment that you felt like your lowest, where you weren't loving yourself.
0: Mm.
1: Like, how did that make you feel? What What were you dealing with? What age were you?
0: So this is where we get real. Okay. Um, we had a, a span from, um, I remember moving, 1992, uh, I turned 10 and I never forget right before that. Uh, right before my 10th birthday, my mom was just really mad at me because she had asked me, well, do I want to go live with my grandmother? Cause at this time living with my mom was just, it was exhausting, um, exhausting. And, um, it was, it was painful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was nine years old trying to figure the world out and I shouldn't have been. And mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a home where I love you was not a, a statement it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a sense of anything really. Um, I grew up in a home where there was just a lot of turmoil, a lot of issues, just a lot of, just a lot. Um, I had a lot of trust issues, even at that age um, that followed me to even as an adult. So I remember my mom being really, really upset with me when she'd asked me, you know, as a matter of fact, September, September, um, September, 1992 it's my sister's birthday and she was like you know what do you want to go say to your grandmother and i was like yeah and oh she was hot and i never forget she made me go into my room and locked the room door and i we had a window that overseen the um backyard I never forget it was a greenhouse out of uh Fort county and um we stayed in section 8 homes and everything um so i remember them out there playing having a good time and i literally stayed in there till it was till it was dark um and I remember going to see my grandmother for um, Thanksgiving that same November, which my birthday is the 3rd of November, so I was 10. And I remember my grandmother saying we wasn't going back to my mom's and we had to go to a new school. So by this time, the school that I wound up going into December 1st, 1992 was F.T. Corey Elementary School um, out of Greenville, Georgia. And that was my fifth elementary school. Um, and I was in the fourth grade. So that's a lot of schools. Yes, it is. A lot. What a lot of people didn't know. My lowest moments um, was literally my lowest moments was uh even before 10. So honestly, a little bit into adulthood, there was never really a um a high moment. I was never really a proud moment. Um, I think my proud moments were Overshadowed with the low moments. So um, I started cutting and I never forget fourth grade. Um, I wasn't able to read like that. Um, Grandma, my head I was on Hooked on Finance because I couldn't read. I wasn't on a fourth grade level. I, as a matter of fact, I think I was a first or a second grade level. Math, hated it with a passion, couldn't do much of nothing with that. Um, and by the time I graduated high school, oh, I love math to this day. I still love math. Um, but The lowest moments was never a, wasn't, for me, it wasn't a moment. Um, For me, it was years of uh, bondage, years of um, Mm self-hatred, years of trying to figure out what I did wrong, um, why my mother hated me so much, why my father was absent. Um, You know, being a child of absentee parents by choice Mm
1: -hmm. took
0: a toll. I think one of the lowest, one of the main lowest moments were, uh, and I'm finally saying this for the first time out loud. I wrote it in my book, which is soon to come out, but I have never said it out loud. To be molested and nobody knew what to do. Nobody Mm. knew how to deal with it. Nobody knew how to get the help that was needed. So it was, hey, we'll show up at counseling, see how that goes. And that did nothing. Mm. So I mm. cut it from fourth grade until my senior year.
1: Wow! Um,
0: I used to use my grandma. My grandma thought I was using makeup to put on my face and everything else, and she thought it was for a boy. God, Jesus! She thought everything I did was for a boy, but mm-hmm. it was actually to cut up the cuts. Um, I had cut my wrist. Uh, I used my de- my grandfather's uh, shaving blades, which he had like a pack in this thing, and he just didn't understand why it was all disappearing, and I. Mm-hmm. Um, I will put, I will take one at least once every two weeks. So he didn't know. And I Mm will do it for about like a month and um, I will cut myself. And it was on my neck uh, and my arms mostly. And Mm -hmm. uh, I used to hate, like grandma used to make us wear these flipping dresses to school. And I used to hate wearing these jogging dresses to school because we, uh, my legs to this day, I still have cigarette marks on my legs. I still have, um, marks where I was beat just because the sun, it was raining or something like that. Something crazy. Um, mm-hmm. so no, I can't pinpoint a actual moment. Unfortunately, my pinpoint is, a is, uh, events that drove me to, um, my suffering Uh so that is uh my lowest
1: moments so so with that um with it being such a um a long span and I can definitely relate you know from that that young girl at nine ten years old up into your adulthood um trying to figure out life trying to figure out who you are um, getting rid of the hurt, getting rid of the pain, also still hiding behind scars. Um, and, and this is something that God brought to me. No. When did when did you see that it wasn't your fault? Because it, it seems like you asked that question, what did I do wrong? Um, and it wasn't anything you did. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you asked the question, what did I do why are you treating me like this? Why are you putting me through this? At what age did you know that it wasn't your fault?
0: <laughs> I realized it wasn't me after I came back from my deployment back in 2006. I was 23. Yeah. Um, It took, um, being deployed was one of the things that happened to me because it allowed me to be away from everything um it allowed me to be away from the strenuous relationships that i had the strenuous relationships that i made um it allowed me to be able to get away and try to figure out really what was for me and the crazy part even being out there i had a crew even being out in the deployment and we would go to church every sunday we was the choir dance team um I realized I started to keep myself busy a lot. And Mm -hmm. so after coming back from deployment, I got stationed in Oklahoma city and um, the church I was at at the time, my other spiritual parents, um, we did a, we did not not call this an encounter. We did an encounter. And I never forget. uh, I was told (laughs) April of 2012. I was told, and this is six years after I came back from deployment. Um, it was basically, it's not you, mm. but you have to forgive. Yes. Um, and my basic question was, how do you forgive? Hmm. How do you forgive when? And and remind you, I've always been taught faith and forgiveness and all of that. Cool. Right. Um, but how do you forgive when the people? who doesn't take the accountability, understand the pain that it was caused. And one of the things that I had to learn that I still use to this day is that they nine attend don't know the pain they caused because they don't realize they have pain themselves. Uh-huh. And so for me, that self-hatred carried on even after marriage, my self-hatred, I just got tired. Um, I got fed up. I was the yes girl.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and so between 2006 and 2012, that is six years of learning is not my fault, but couldn't cope that it wasn't my fault. I mean, cool. Yeah. I knew by the time it wasn't my fault, but you know, once you get programmed to be, it's your fault, mm-hmm. you did it's this. It's
1: hard that. to, yeah.
0: yeah, it's hard to unwind that. And it was hard to, for that to be unwind for me. Um, yeah. finally somebody gave me a mirror and was like, cool, they're not going to say, I'm sorry back, but you look at the mirror and you absolutely tell them you forgive them. That was the biggest breakthrough I ever had, because to me, I was ugly. I was fat. I wasn't worthy. I didn't amount to anything. I I remained that little girl for so long um, that that little girl even stepped into marriage with me. I was too scared to say how I felt. I was too scared to say no. Um, I was frightened of conflict. I always wanted to fit in into a shape that I wasn't made to fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, My self-hatred, I mean, it went from cutting to sex, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I defined myself. Um, The things that I saw with my mother, I carried on because that, to me, that's how I defined myself. And it took the longest time to know this wasn't your fault. And I think a lot of that goes back to, um, even, um, I think I was fine up until seven mm-hmm. when the molestation started happening. I think, and that is literally what triggered the, the down spiral more. I mean, it was already a down spiral, but that triggered everything. Um, right. and it just went from there.
1: Yeah. Because even with that, it's like, when you when you think about it being that young um being molested and and trust me i can relate because I've, I've dealt with my my issues as well you don't know who to trust mm-hmm. you don't know who to talk to um you live in fear and to be seven years old and live in fear that's the most scariest thing um I can only imagine mine started at 14. So to be seven, honestly, it is it, by the grace of God that you're still here. Cause oh, we see God. these kids nowadays, you know, they, they get hurt, they get molested, they get bullied and they're, they're killing themselves.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I should oh, right, and
1: With, with the cutting and, and all that. And trust me, I've had my attempts as well. Mine was, was pills and alcohol. Um, so I, I definitely understand that. Um, at, at At what point would you say that you started practicing? And you know, I always say self love is a skill. When did you start practicing self love?
0: Mm. The sad part about it is I started practicing self love at uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say 2018
1: um oh that was recently that yeah wow. so
0: you know I learned at my my mother passed in 2014 and then um I became very numb to the world um I lost a lot of people between January and May as much I lost three good people that meant a lot to me in 2013 um mm-hmm. and then Janae was you know a preemie um mm-hmm. I never got to grieve my mother's uh death my whole job at that time was to when she passed because the time that I found out I was pregnant um my my mom literally two weeks later is when we found out she had lung cancer she was in the hospital at that time and she never left and so she died eight weeks later from the time she went in and my whole job at that time was, okay, I'm, I'm pregnant. I need to stay positive and all these things. Oh, by the way, we did IVF. So I'm just already got enough going on. So by the time Janae was born and um, Janae was in NICU, I clearly remember, uh, and the crazy part about it is it was a Friday, June 27th, 2014. Uh, I went to go see her because we was going to a wedding that night. And yes, I had just had her a week prior. But the doctor was like, get out, breathe a little bit. And I remember seeing her at NICU and it was like, you can't hold her. She needs to stay in the incubator still. And I broke down crying in the car because it was like, what did I do? I felt like that little girl again. It was like, I can't get nothing done right. So when my mother passed, um, I never really grieved. Like I hated Mother's Day. I hated... um, everything about Mother's Day at that point. And with my mother birthday being in January and her death in January, it was just like, I just didn't like the month anymore. And so when my grandmother passed in 2017, it was one of those, it was like my grandmother's death was a shift for me. It shifted everything about me. It shifted um, my thought process because my grandmother, for the people that knew my grandmother, my grandmother was very opinionated. She was very proud of her. She was very proud of her background, everything she's done now with that you know she wasn't perfect she had her issues however you weren't gonna tell her if she was the best thing there was mm-hmm. and I decided you know what I I didn't with Janae I had to learn I didn't do anything mm-hmm. in life I had to realize okay I somebody posted about it and it just came to my my spirit but I realized that there were people who truly accepted my flowers but didn't truly accept the root beneath them. Right. Um, sad part about it is I didn't either. So 2018, there was a lot going on here. And I had to get to the root of all of my And my issues were I had a lot of self-hatred. Um, I didn't think I was good enough. Uh-huh. And yeah, I run a business and the whole time now, but I still didn't think I was good enough. And finally, I had to look in a mirror and I had to go through, I had to actually have a moment. I went down to Virginia beach for a four day weekend and I literally was gone for four days. Uh-huh. And I remember being on the beach in tears. And so I went back into my hotel room, which faced the beach. And I sat in my hotel room and I cried for about two or three hours because I was tired. And the crazy part about that cry, that cry hurt so much. It was like somebody had ran me over. But what it was, was everything that I was carrying was finally being taken off of me. Right. Um, I didn't realize I carried that much pain, that much hurt to where I was fed up. Mm-hmm. And so that literally February 2018 was that moment where I had to learn. I had to love me. I can't love nobody else if I can't love me. And it's nobody else, if I can't be honest with myself mm-hmm. and say, hey. I'm fed up. Hey, I'm tired. Hey, I can do this. And so now I'm at the point now where no, can't imagine I can't do something. Watch okay.
1: I know that's right, girl.
0: So yeah, that's
1: where that's where that breakthrough
0: came in, was February 2018.
1: Yes. And and and, and you 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 hit it right on the nail. You you were carrying around other people's problems. I always say, mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry your rock for you. That's not my rock. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put your rock down. Now you know you want to do whatever you want to do with your rock. Then fine by me. Um, mm-hmm. You can't carry around anybody else's burdens. And right. so I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. And with you starting to love yourself, you showing yourself self love, of course. Yeah, you have a you know you have your daughter. You have to show her, you know, what I'm saying these are the steps that mommy takes to show that she loves herself so mm-hmm. that she doesn't repeat history. Uh, I'm all for breaking those cycles because they're they're nothing but generational curses. And if we install those curses into our children, like I said, we'll be creating monsters here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I can only imagine what my son, either one of my sons would be going through if I did the same thing Right. to them than my mom did to me
0: oh this world,
1: yeah. girl i'm telling you and, awesome
0: and agreed <laughs>
1: uh, what <laughs> i thought but...
0: when i was growing up and she's oh, good lord
1: no it, it it's it's still a vicious cycle yeah. and 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 we need to as as parents we need to be able to sit down with our kids and say hey what's going on with you how you feeling you mm-hmm. know checking in with them and of course, teaching them ways to speak uh, affirmations into their own life. Right. You know, I, I'm great. I'm, you know, I'm terrific. I'm a good kid. You know, I'm real big on it. Don't don't say I'm a bad, I'm a bad, I'm being bad. No, say that they're hurts. doing bad things. You know, ch- change that wording around because words are powerful. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So another thing that um, that um that I guess God's putting on my heart right now. And I don't know if this is going to um, trigger you um, at all. Um, when when we talk about growing up, um, it seems to me that you had to grow up really fast. Yeah. It seems like you had to become an adult before you were a child. Yes. Can you talk about that for a little bit?
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. So... <laughs> You know, being that kid that grew up in a home where <laughs> I always hear people say life is short and you just really don't know how short it is until you're living in a world that at some point you're just like, just take my life. Um Unfortunately, that's some things that a lot of people didn't know. My mom found out about it, you know, right before she passed because we had that discussion. But growing up with her was literally my mother lost herself. So when she lost herself, I had to become mom or, you know, I'm already a big sister, but I had to go into a field where I had to teach and, and I can't teach what I don't know. So it was basically making sure my sisters didn't get to school. For those that was at school, it was days I missed school because um, I stayed at home because I had a baby sister at the time. And, you know, I never forget, we went and spent the night at a friend's house. And when I left my house, we had a house full of furniture. And when I Left my friend house because her mom and my boyfriend got to fighting, and he had a gun. And he was taking shots and stuff like that. You know, I grabbed my sister and was like, "We're going home." And we walked home. I never forget. It was like four or five o'clock in the morning, and um it's dark. This is this is you no know, new. It, it was dark and a and people who are you know are in the in the the, the I don't want to call them projects, but when you in those type of areas it ain't the livelihood you want to give any kid. And I remember walking home and when we got home, there was no furniture. Um, We were sleeping on um, swimming pool floats, the old school long ones. Wow. And, but they wasn't blown up. They were literally flat. So that's what we were doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember, like I said, I've had five elementary schools. And so I remember, um, so there's a lot of things I hate to eat to this day. So growing up, um, I'm really, (laughs) I hate condensed milk with a huge passion uh, because growing up with my mother, we didn't have milk. So cereal was with condensed milk or water. Um, We didn't have a choice because we had to eat. I'm really big about my kitchen being clean because I grew up in a home where there was uh, roaches. Um, We're not talking about wood roaches, we're talking about roaches. There were times where uh, doctor's appointments, mm mm-mm. Don't remember those. And that's, and we didn't get those until we moved into it with our grandmother. I hated everything about me. Um, I In my book, I wrote about, there's a picture that I always post on Facebook. And I got this purple sweater on. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. I, that picture. Mm-hmm. I hate that picture. But I love that picture. That picture, uh, I was seven years old and... This is when everything really got started, but I was seven years old and uh, I got picked on because that sweater had holes in it and Mm. we didn't have running water. Um, So we didn't take baths all the time. Um, Brushing teeth wasn't a thing. I can't say clothes was clean because that just wasn't my job. I remember my one and only birthday party. I was seven years old. That's when I turned seven um, at that birthday party. Right after that is when that picture was taken. And I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was cute. I thought I was the cutest thing. And when I look at those family photos, that particular family photo with my mom and my sisters, I'm, I'm better now than what I was then, but it it hurts hard because, oh, please, kids dog me. I got talked about. I had a big forehead, a stink. And um, I remember walk in the streets to get home from school. Back then, like I was seven years old ma- getting my sister home from school. And again, not knowing how to read, how to write, how to spell. I struggled a lot with that. Um My grandparents used to ground me. Eating, oh geez. Um, like I don't like certain things like raisin bran. I don't, no. I grew up on the government food. You know, that cheese that doesn't melt, that peanut butter has oil in it. That, Burr, is- that, what? that block. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that is what I ate. We grew up on, so Roman noodles and hot sauce. Let me tell you, I started Roman noodles and hot sauce when I was go visit my mom's best friend when we was little. Her, her best friend and her daughter, her son, her husband, we go over there. And that's how I got started on Roman noodles and hot sauce. And I literally have been eating Roman noodles and hot sauce since I stopped eating noodles for a very, very long time until I got pregnant with Janae. for some particular reason, I craved noodles, however. Mm, yeah, um, right. But there's just certain parts of my life that when I moved in with my grandmother, I won't leave a lie, I thought things may get a little better, but they didn't. And it wasn't any fault of anyone, it was what I, I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When I got molested, that opened up a whole nother door because I felt like that was the only way someone would tell me you're beautiful because I saw them tell my mother that. So Mm. I felt like if I did it then... So by nine, I was already freely having sex. So when I got... When I moved to my grandmother, I called it my break time because I didn't... By the time I got with my grandmother, I stopped having sex because I was with my grandmother and I'm in a whole new area. I don't know anybody in this little small town. Mind you, I'm in a big city moving to a very small country. So it is what it is. And so... We moved, did what we did. And I remember going, I was okay. And I had a friend, cool dude, cool dude, Jeremiah Stevens. Coolest dude on the block. And uh, his mom and my grandma became really good friends. And so Jeremiah, his siblings, my siblings, we all came really, really cool. And Jeremiah's the only one that knew every deep dark secret I had. I'll never forget <laughs> when Jeremiah was killed. Because the day Jeremiah was killed is when old habits came back. My grandmother kept us so sheltered, not realizing that we already felt like prisoners anyway. Mm -hmm. You were just basically dressing up a prisoner with ribbons and bows and dresses. But when you're still called ugly, when you are told your head is too big, your forehead is too big, you're stupid, Mm -hmm. it does something to you. I was already being told that by my mom. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I would write letters to myself that said, I want to die. I'm ugly. I'm this and I'm this. So I was doing grown up activities. Sex for me was a drug. My mother actually used drugs. That was her drug. But when, right before Jeremiah died, what happened was my mother came back to get my, to supposedly come and get us to get the siblings. I don't know exactly what happened, kind of, sort of. What I do remember was my mother telling me she didn't want me. Wow. And-
1: that wow
0: yeah and she said you're gonna stay with your grandmother I was mm. going to the seventh grade to a new building to a new school same kids except for we was getting some other kids from another uh district but I remember that clear as daylight and my grandmama said that me and my sister um Devon wasn't going back to her my mom said my two baby sisters were I not never forget it and my mom my mom would call and just cuss me out just because and my grandma had gotten to the point she had told her you can't call her anymore It was one of those things It just, it was
1: like, I was done. I was done. Yeah. I was done. And that, and that right there shows you that when, when you look at it, where you were and where you are now, I always say to my husband, I say this to a lot of people, Tori is a hard worker. Like her worth ethic is ridiculous. And I applaud you for your, your many accomplishments from, you know, being a wedding planner, a mother in the military, uh, your own businesses like you're a rock star in my eyes, but what we don't see are the scars. And I I understand that because my husband says the same thing to me, bring you work hard, you take care of the kids, you take care of your family, you know, you're in school, you're doing this, you're doing that. But it it took him a while to see that I had some scars that weren't healed. Right. And he's like, you wear your smile very well. And I see that in you. I see that. Even when you're smiling, you're still hurting. Yeah, when five days for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, but my question to you is, um, you said 2018 is when you when you started practicing um, your your self love. What do you do now? Like, what what steps did you take to get there? Do you Ooh. speak affirmations to yourself? Do you like read? Like, what do you do now?
0: We do a couple of things. So, um, one, I have a vision board, and I literally, and I, I'm a faith person people who truly, you know, there's a, I, I have this thing that says, you know, me. And then there is the, you know, of me. Those are totally two different things. So come on, come on. People who know me, No, I'm a faith fanatic. You're not going yes. to tell me what I can't do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me what God has told me I can not accomplish. And over the years, I've had to let my circle dwindle down to a nub. And <laughs> one of my mentees told me on Facebook, actually, she was like, she said, the thing I love about you is you cannot care for people, but people won't know you don't care for them. Hmm. And I was like, oh, she said that takes strength.
1: She it said, does.
0: Have it, Cause she was like, I don't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she, look. She, she, I'm still working, you know, know, I'm not even working on it. I, I don't even work on my facial expressions at no in my life.
1: I, I, I'm still working on mine. Like I, I tell everybody. Face- God's not doing me good. He's still a work in progress. I'm
0: I'm over the facial expression thing. I'm like, look, you're going to get the facial expression. But however, though, (laughs) my faith is God got me. I feel, and I just posted this on Facebook, and I I just said, if only people knew how many times I know for a fact God saved me. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, honey. He done saved me plenty of times.
0: how (laughs) How many times? I have seen for myself. Now, I know there's those times that I don't have a clue about. However, though, I count the times. I know for a fact he has saved my soul. He has saved mm-hmm. me. Yes. So I take every day as an opportunity to give someone else what I didn't have. I actually had somebody tell me, you always post it on social media. Why? Because at some point, there was nobody talking to me and saying, I love you.
1: Right. And, and you never know. It, it just somebody might need to, to see that. Yeah. Somebody might need to see that. They might be going through something and they scrolling on Facebook and they say, You know, you see something, you'd be like, Hey, if nobody told you today that I love you, I love I you. I love you. You know, yes. and, and you I matter. Do. You know, you don't know who you can impact.
0: Absolutely. Because I remember I wanted to commit suicide even as an adult, even after I had kids. And I never get I was at work and this person was like, girl, how you doing? I was like, Hey, and she was like, no, really? How are you girl? You know, And she's like, uh-uh. she's like, not conceding your eyes. And that's the thing. Right. But the same thing you just said is what they tell me at work. You always mm-hmm. smile. You always smile. So we never know when you're going through because my mm-hmm. thing I've come to learn is God, I need you to help me come through because however people, a lot, a lot of, not a lot of people Can't deal with somebody else's baggage. Yes. And so, God, what is my purpose? And the crazy part, I just posted this today. I just said, when I learned my purpose, my whole game changed. My whole game has completely changed. Faith is something that I live, I stand, I breathe. So, I have a vision board. I have affirmations for myself. I have affirmations for my daughter. And I'm saying this with trying not to get so emotional in it, but. Those affirmations does so much to me. It's a reminder that at some point I was that girl who didn't love herself. I gave everything about me away to men, to people, to this world, but nobody would give me anything. Nobody would feed back into me unless it benefited them. Mm -hmm. I didn't need anybody benefiting from me or my pain or my hurt. What I needed was people to feel me, help me with my wounds. And help me understand what I was dealing with. And it took God to reposition me in a way to where now my job is to feed people with my past. Yes. Because at the end of the day, you know, oh man, I know your shoes. No, you do not. No. And you don't want them. However, I'm mm-hmm. here to help you get through your shoes. I am, mm-hmm. again, that flower that have roots. And if you're not willing to get to know the roots, like people listening to this, this is how you're knowing my roots. Mm
1: -hmm. I am a woman
0: who have had scars, who have had pain, who have shed tears, who cry to Jesus on a daily, who thank God that I'm able to get up to even say good morning. So yes, I'm going to keep posting. Yes. I'm going to keep writing. Yes. I'm going to keep doing affirmations. Yes. I'm going to keep pushing because somebody needs it because I didn't have it and not having it has caused me so much pain so much death. See people don't understand. People think death just in the physical stance. Man, please, I gotten to the point in my life uh while I was in school that I became so numb to sex, it was whatever. Mm. And that's literally I became numb to it. I would be at school and people like, oh my God, you and people to this day would still tell me, oh man, you smiled, you did this, if only they knew I hated Girl. life. I hated it yes. I hated life. I went because that was my safe haven, not to have to explain anything, a lot about my age, even after I turned 18. So I have to tell Ron and other people because people be like, I don't you don't even drink like that because I drank a lot from the time I graduated until the time I left. Well actually no, even after I came in military, I drank. Mm-hmm. I drank yes. at a party, a club. That is what I did. And I'm talking about we drink to where now it's not a thrill for me. I can care less. I don't need a drink. You can give me some sweet tea and I'm good to go.
1: And I'm right. I'm good. Um, I don't need to eat all that.
0: <laughs> right. I'm good. Now I get, you know, wines and everything else. And I'm not a mm-hmm. huge person on drink, just sitting and drinking it. I'm good. Right. However, because I've done it, I, I've been there. I've done it. You know, I thank God that I was pregnant when my mother passed because I promise you, I don't think my healing. Would have went the way it went. Right. I couldn't drink. I was depressed though. Yeah. I my my whole I smile because I get another day to do it again. Yes. I smile because my past did not kill me. I smile Amen. because. So my goal and my job is to give somebody else what I did not get. And if that's just a, yes, I love you, then it's a, I love you.
1: Well, we all we all need that. We, we all need it whether somebody says they don't even if they're doing good sometimes you just need to hear it yeah so with 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 all of that and I, I say it's a, a lot of pain that you went through but your pain I, I would I would describe your pain as concrete and you're a flower because we know flowers grow in concrete that's just dropping a little gem for y'all <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> even in concrete flowers still blossom so with, with that, you have you have strength. Your pain grew you into the woman that you are today. With that pain, would you change anything that you went through?
0: Oh, it's funny that you say that because me and Onisa were just talking about this. We saw something on Facebook and it said, if you, as a matter of fact, one of my schoolmates posted it and said, if you, if you was to wake up for my nap right now and you was in kindergarten, what would you do? And a lot of people are, I'd be mad because I would change everything about this, this and this. And I had to think about it. No, I wouldn't. Everything that I went through, everything I saw my mother go through, everything that I learned about my past helped me be the first generation on my mother's side to have a college degree. Mm -hmm. Everything that I went through allowed me to be first female in my family to go in the military and soon to retire. Everything I went through has allowed me to open up not one but two businesses. I didn't grow up with the, you can be this, you can do that. I didn't grow up with that. Actually, I didn't even have a dream. I didn't have a vision. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go be a teacher, um, which is ironic. I wanted to be a teacher because now I am teaching, just not in the way I thought I would be teaching.
1: Um Girl, every, everybody a teacher right now because of COVID. Thank you.
0: <laughs> right. Everything that I went through was for this moment. And it reminds me, Esther. And I'm going to describe mm-hmm. this. So Esther, Yes. when she when they came to her and told her she was set for a time as this, this is what comes to mind. And I was I'm laughing because God gave me this comes up in my head a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, Well, when I'm gonna say this? And I just heard God say it now. So I remember Esther. You know, I've watched the movie and I read the Bible, the Bible story, and I still to this day I still go back and just gotta read it, gotta understand it more. And now I'm getting it. So Esther was in the rain running to go see the king because she hasn't heard from the king, but she knew what was about to follow. She needed to see him before he went to war. She needed to inform him of some things before he left. And I remember the, the scene where she touched the doors. And in my heart, when I see that, I see a woman of faith. I see a woman who is on her mission and in her purpose. Oh. And so when she touched that door, for me, I saw faith. That's what I saw. I saw faith just be released. And as she walked through the throne room, and I call it the throne room, as she walked through the throne room towards the king, you got the people mummering, "What is she doing? Mm-hmm. How disrespectful!" And in my mind, I see that as people around my road, on the side of the road, with signs saying, "You can't do it. You ain't gonna happen." All mm. these things. That's how I saw the people that was in that room with the king Uh mummering, And as she walked, she kept going. Her tunnel vision was clear. She knew what she was called to do at that moment. Uh And she was doing it for her people. And for Uh me, when she stepped foot, when she stepped her foot on that first step and that sword came down Uh and the king caught it, the words that came to me was touch, do not touch my anointing oh, and mm. it breaks me every time I hear it. Every time I replay it in my mind, mm. for me, that move she made is me. Yes. When she touched the hand on that door, that is me touching my hands on the things that God has told me to do. Me yes. walking past all of these people. Are those people who are coming against me? Yes, there's some people in the crowd cheering for me too, but you got those that are mummering saying I'm disrespectful, I talk too much, I ain't got nothing going for myself. What is she doing? She's always posting on Facebook. I'm doing what God has called me to do. So when I step my foot on that step and I'm talking Mm -hmm. to God, and when the enemy tries to come from me, God says you would not touch my anointing. So that is why I post. That is why I do what I gotta do, because it's not. For me, it is for somebody else to be in this position and to say that they are free.
1: Mm, I know that's right, because God has definitely put you in that position. This is this is what He asked you to do, and you you're you're obeying Him. That that's all that that matters. You're gonna have haters. You're gonna have spectators, but at the end of the day, God has a final say on what He wants you to do, and this is where you're at in your life. He has chosen you, and He's He's made a right choice. Your reference to Esther. You're definitely, we've talked about women of the Bible multiple times and Esther is definitely you. And now that you've described it and everything's been put into place, this is exactly where God wants you to be. Yeah. Yes, girl. Yes. And, and, and with that, a a lot of people I'm pretty sure want to know, like with you writing your book and, you know, um, you starting your podcast, which we're all proud of you to do. There are some people that are still trying to figure out self-love. Uh, what advice would you give them?
0: You got to start off small. Start off with telling yourself you're beautiful. Put sticky notes on your mirror. I had to. Mm. Put sticky notes in a book where you have hope to it. I did that, still do it. I sit in my office and I look at my vision board. And I look at it and I go, that is what I'm going to do. Um, it took me, I've been out of high school 19 years and it's taken me 19 years to get a college degree. Nothing is impossible. I don't believe sky's the limit. I'm an eagle. See yourself Mm -hmm. as that eagle that can soar over all things bad. And that as long as you are able to get up and see another day, you have another chance to do it again. And yes, if you trip and you fall, stand up, brush yourself off, do it again. I don't see, um, I see, you know, people say, oh, you took an L. You know what? You're right. I didn't take a loss. I took a lesson.
1: Girl, you bet. Girl, I yes.
0: Losses. I have lessons. I know. That's right. It took me years to figure that out. And I'm very big about that. Ain't no ain't no losses around here.
1: Why oh, that you? Right
0: that um, <laughs> 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 I, I down I, Because I can't. Because here's the thing. It goes back to the question you just asked. Would I go back and change anything? No. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, my mother has left me. I didn't lose her, though. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. She was not the mother I I was supposed to have, but in that last nine months of me and her, which you can mm-hmm. read about in the book when it comes out here in the new year, um, those last nine months, I got my mommy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got what many people have over a long period of time. Yes. I got my mommy in that nine months. My mother was one of my biggest supporters doing IVF, so one of the things that I look at, even that situation is, God, you gave me another day to get it right. I would not leave this earth full of anything. I would be completely empty. That means I would have not a lick of a gift left in me to get out when I leave this earth. My job is to get put out whatever God gives me. And like I said, when oh, you talk too much. Well, Jesus, you know, I talk too much. And he said, you sure do. And this is what I need you to do with it. Start a podcast. Okay. What? Talk Utilize that skill. James. <laughs> Everything in me to be like you want me to do a podcast. Um,
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy what God will do. He'll tell you to do something. You like, Jesus, right. what yes. you want me to do? What? Well, uh, how am I supposed yes. to don't ask how? Yes. Well, where where yes. am I gonna get the money? Don't ask no question. You know, this is the you first, first time. What I I didn't tell tell you. Ask him.
0: This is mm-hmm. the first time I didn't ask him when he told me to give up event planning in June. This is the first time I didn't ask him why mm-hmm. I did it. And now what this is November. Five months into doing all of this, this new business, this whole thing, I get Mm -hmm. it now. I have affirmation cards for sale. I have affirmation magnets for sale. I have a whole logo with my name on it. Yes. I have a trademark business. Mm -hmm. I have a book where I'm writing about every single scar I have in this book. I am putting everything of me into this business and it's putting every trick of hurt I've had out. This is why mm. I know it's not about me. No, I've overcame my people. like, you a victim. No, I'm an absolute survivor. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a okay. survivor. Yeah. I have survived this thing called life. I know what faith is. I know what God is and I know what he's trying to do for me. So I'm going to do it.
1: Okay. And I know that's right. I, I, I'm so ready for these affirmation, so I can put them on my mirror. Uh, I'm ready for my shirt so I can write. Uh, I am. I can fill in the blank. Y'all, please make sure y'all get your merch because y'all going to need this. Uh, if you don't know how to make affirmation cards, got them available. We, we have them once we go. Quarter, so, yeah, we, we so got Every quarter you'll get something different. And that's good. You realize that it's not about you. And, and and that God has showed you that, Tori, this is gonna be for somebody else. Yeah. I'm blessing somebody else through you. I'm you. You are the vessel, okay? <laughs> so well, I, I say let Him use you. But
0: Jesus, use me, use me.
1: <laughs> that's all, look. That's the only person that can do use me, God. Use, right. use me. That, if that's what you need me to do, then I'm gonna do it. I know that's right. I'm 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 super psyched at seeing this new merch. I'm I'm ready for these affirmation cards. Yeah, make sure y'all get y'all boxes. That quarterly box is gonna is gonna do some healing for a lot of
0: people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna actually do a Black Friday sale. So,
1: whoop whoop, discount! Yeah. Hey hey, for Christmas. Yes, that way y'all can get those gifts and bless somebody and get something for yourself too. Yes, please. So, my last question, of course, we already know you own your business and mm-hmm. uh, you know you got your social media pages, which I'm, you no, know, you know, it's already on your page. What do you want to leave people with today? What can you say to the people that says, look, this is who I am? This is who Shatoria is. Like you say, I am Shatoria. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Tell the people, uh, what does I am Shatoria mean? Leave I them with Shitoria that. Is, I am is freedom. It's freedom.
0: Is when you go through years of chain, chain, having on chains and being in bondage, I am, and for me, it's inserting my name. You can insert your name, but it's freedom. It's the best freedom I can ever have in my life. 38 years on this earth, and I have had chains for majority of my life. So to be free, it feels so good to be able to, to be free is me writing that book, putting all Mm -hmm. of my business out there. Yes. For me, I am Shatoria allows me to be exactly who God made me to be. So I don't hold any grudges against anyone from any of my past. And I'm talking about from school on down Mm -hmm. to parents to people, period. I don't hold a grudge at all. Because at the end of the day, I actually look at it like we didn't know no better. Right. People did what they did because they didn't know no better.
1: Yeah, um, you're right.
0: So and they probably I mean,
1: learned it from some somebody else. And right. you know, hurt people, hurt people.
0: Yep. And that's how I see it. Even not to my mother. Freedom is being able to have that conversation, like I did with my mother, and being so free from that to where I was able to love on her the last nine months I had her. But I am Chatoria is a brand of freedom, a brand of love. It's a it's a brand to just make yourself brand new. That is what I am. shatori is. I'm. I'm glad God allowed me to be the vessel of this new brand. And like I said, now I get why He told me. He said, um, he God was very clear. God said it's time, and I was like, er, time for what? And I never forget. I was doing something, and God said it's time to give a bed planting. I was like, huh?
1: Girl, when you told me that, I, my heart dropped. I was like, well, I mean, what? <laughs> you know,
0: a lot of you heart dropped. A lot of you guys cried because we've been doing this for seventeen years. So yes,
1: I was confused. I said, <laughs> "Do I need to? Do I need to talk to God? What's going
0: on?" <laughs> That's what all y'all said. Y'all was like, "Wait, wait!" But this was the first time I didn't question him, mm-hmm. and um, I did. I uh, I'm in faith so much. I just jumped. I did it, and I I laugh now because. I know in my heart, people's been waiting on this. People's mm. been waiting on hearing somebody else say they're free and how they got to be free. Yes. Um, But they want to hear it from a genuine heart. They don't want the sugar coating. They want the realness. Uh-huh. And so that is what I Am Shatoria is. It's the realness. It's the, it's the newness. So it's being free.
1: Okay. i like that everybody i want to be free hey Mm
0: -hmm. you are
1: free (laughs) i beg the (laughs) devil but no i i am free from 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 the pain i can say that i am free from that Um, but 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 how how these kids got me on lockdown right now (laughs) i know we
0: know covid is a different type of freedom right now girl that's
1: a whole nother conversation Oh God, please! I'm just ready. I'm ready for it to be over with. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to get out the house. I am ready to get out the house. But um, I, I'm excited. I really am excited. Let's let's talk one more thing before we end this. And, and I'm pretty sure everybody wants to know because we keep talking about book book book. When is the book release. When are we going to be able to read this and and, and understand you more and get your whole scoop? When is the book coming out?
0: So we're looking at January timeframe, um January February actually. Uh I am literally in the editing process um because uh I want to make sure whatever I put out um uh-huh. is in detail. So my biggest thing that I just ask everyone to when you read it, read it with an open heart because it is in detail. Hence the reason why I wanted it out in December. However, I wanted it out in October but I was not. I needed to be detailed, more detailed than what I was, um, mm. because when you read it, I want you to be there. Yes. And your heart and your your, your heart and your mind got to be ready. You got to be open minded and ready for something like that. So it's mm-hmm. called. Um, my whole emotion just kicked in with that. That's, um, all, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it's called authentic transparency. It's literally authentic. Mm-hmm. It's me being honest, and it's very transparent. To um, so where I, it took me, it's taken me four years to write this. I've wrote majority of it in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Pieces of it has been written since 2017. Mm -hmm. And God was like, it's time to be done. And um, I had to be free in order to write what I wrote. And so I did.
1: Awesome. Well, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm pretty sure the listeners are excited. You guys make sure that You get that January, February, 2021. When you go in, like she said, have an open heart. Pray first if you got to. Um, That way you go in open heart, your eyes are open, and that way you can fully understand and take in the text. So um, with that being said, sis, I think that's a wrap. Um, It was a pleasure. I'm so happy that I got the chance to do this. Um, I've learned a little bit more about you uh, (laughs) with this. So I I appreciate you for your openness and your courage. And I'm pretty sure everybody else is appreciative, too, because they really wanted to know your story behind self-love. We talked, you know, Daphne said her spiel. I did mine. Tashi is coming up next. Mm -hmm. So we definitely needed to hear from Shatoria to find out (laughs) what does Shatoria do? (laughs) How does she love on how does Tori love on her? You know?
0: Absolutely. I definitely appreciate you know you doing this for me. Um, because it's just I interviewing myself. So, you know.
1: Well, I mean, you couldn't, you know, do that to yourself. No, because then I don't know if anybody would have really listened. (laughs) (laughs) I think nobody could, so yeah. I'd have been like, oh, she's just sitting here talking to herself, that's okay. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but that's nah, okay.
0: absolutely, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody for joining us today. This, like I said, this is our outro of self love. We're about to hit into mental health, uh, mental illness. So definitely be on the lookout to listen to that. So again, I just definitely want to thank you guys for this topic and being with us doing this topic. Don't forget. You can check me out on IG and Facebook at I Am Tritoria, um, where we still talk about everything and loving on everything. And our website, I Am where you can receive more information on this topic and about upcoming events, shows and encouragement and along with inspiration. And also you can check out our podcast. We are now on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, um, and Podbean. So please, you know, go on any one of these apps to be able to listen to us. And just keep listening, share it with your friends. I um, hope it definitely, you know, love on somebody else uh, because I know it definitely has helped me. As I've said before and I said again, I do not believe in saying goodbye. I will say this, I believe that we need to always walk in love, live fearlessly and always, always, always have a whole lot of faith. As always, it's never goodbye, but it is talk to you later. See you.